0: The TheYeshiva.net. To the tape from yesterday about Rachel and Leah, you were describing exactly what was what w- went on in the sure. late '60s and early '70s. Exactly.
1: Explain. Jews
0: who knew on, who knew Yiddishkeit only as a Masoret only like uh, talking. Who were looking for spirituality, real experience yeah. of getlachkeit? They they wanted it. It's not like they rejected Yiddishkeit. It was like, it was like not even relevant. There was mm-hmm. not even it was not even something interesting. And it wasn't, what, it wasn't even part of our faces. It wasn't. Yeah, there was nothing to reject. There was no mashmoulut. There was nothing there. Nothing there. And so when people like that went to India. And they saw real. They saw spirituality. They saw people wow. immersed in, immersed in, uh, spiritual thought, work. in thought. Trying to get connected to solely God. in the world of thought. Who were fasting? You know, you, you were describing exactly what I experienced. Who were fasting like three, four, four days a month, thirty-six hours a day, staying up all night, meditating, just immersed in the world of thought, and nothing else mattered. Just wow. union with the One. No getchkas, no, uh, you know, no, nothing that they were bowing to, no Zara, just the single idea that there is one in the world, there is one thing in the universe, I'm part of it, and I want to merge with it, and that's my whole reason for be, er, existing. That was it. Mm. And nowhere did you ever see in any gatherings of these people, people clapping on the table and going, sha! They didn't have to. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Never! <laughs> it was...
1: No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: I was I was uh it was quite an experience to listen to your tape yesterday. Hmm. And and this and this is the problem this is a a very big problem right now, as you and I spoke about yes. on the telephone. Yes. And yes. you were once speaking at a you happened to show up at a bar mitzvah, you probably I don't know if you'll remember this. You just showed up late at a bar mitzvah to say Mazel Tov and you somehow got into a discussion about the difficulties that Balei Tshuva go through and all these kinds of things. But what you did not mention, and I wanted to mention it to you, but I didn't want to put you on the spot or whatever.
1: So you'll put me now on the spot? I'll put you on the spot now
0: because you're choosing to be here. It's not a party, all right? <laughs> he <does> that. <laughs> that. That... When balechuva leave the chabad house and then they go into professional Lubavitcher minyanim, that's the problem, because they come from a, Ch- a chabad house where everybody is there because they want get lakayt, and they have left. They've made tremendous sacrifices because they want to merge with the one. They want to discover their real neshama. Mm-hmm. They want they want leia, and they come into a world where the whole thing is Khatsonius. And people are just like hanging out and they're, and, they're, and they're talking and talking and talking and as if like there was nothing uh, holy going on. And that's the real crisis of faith that people face mm. and they have to get through. That's a, tr- that's a tremendous hagbalah, a tremendous problem. Like, wait a second. Why are we here? What do what,
1: what, what we come for? What,
0: what is this? This is what I dropped out of school for, or this is what I left my job for, or this is what I left all the, my, my sports car and my girlfriends, and all of this I left for this? You have to move the girlfriend, bring the girlfriend. Why would you move the girlfriend? You have to bring it together. Everything was making sense. Oh Yeah, the girlfriend, you got to bring it, that's why
1: it's not too bad. The
0: non-Jewish girlfriend. <laughs>
1: Points well taken. All right. No. Points well That's taken.
0: That's my soapbox.
1: Before. Points well taken. Just a question for clarity. Uh, Leah is uh, thinking and machshava. Yeah. And Rachel is... Leah is the world of thought and Rachel is the world of speech and action. Uh-huh.
0: Dibur and myself.
1: Yeah. Primarily Dibur. Primarily Dibur. Which is closer to Meise than machshava. Machshava is All internal. And people don't spend a lot of time thinking. I mean, we're always thinking, but that's by force. You have no choice. He
0: says he wants us to think. He says it throughout. Think. You have to be in his bone You're not living as a Jew unless you're meditating on these ideas.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Okay. How long ago was this bar mitzvah? Last night. No, it was over at um, the um,
0: the uh, girls' uh, Shiva Spring Valley. Maybe ago. three years, four years. Oh, oh okay. Yeah.
1: So you, you held this inside oh, for a okay. few years. <laughs> I remember
0: thinking he's 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 missing the point, but I. Uh, <laughs>
1: I wanted to wait for the right moment. <laughs> Thank you for sharing friends. that. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. Ach beemes, perik dalit, daf lamed ches, column four, uh, column two, parsha Shlach, page seventy-five. Second column, around 15 lines from the bottom, the line starts, So now he goes to the other side, what their mistake was. But as I said, it's extremely important to put their mistake in perspective. In other words, before you understand what their mistake was, you first have to understand what their mistake was not. In order to appreciate their mistake, you have to appreciate how idealistic their mistake was. You have to appreciate that the error wasn't an error based on just frivolous uh, lowliness and insensitivity and just the need to rebel and disobey and change the whole plan. Simply, lachas, you know, afzalachas, just to do the wrong thing, to destroy to destroy the destiny of the Jewish people. But it was an error. It came from noble considerations. It was motivated by profound spiritual aspirations. Furthermore, it was inspired by transcendental yearnings. And that's why the story is part of Torah. It's not just... The mistake is part of Torah. Their whole story becomes part of Torah. Because their ideas are also important. Even though their ideas are unequivocally rejected and the consequences are negative, but even the sin is part of Torah. That's what I told you once about the Katzke Rebbe. You remember that a Jew came to him and said that he doesn't want to learn, he doesn't understand why we learn Chumash. When the Jews of those generations were always making trouble. They were always... You have this week as Hamaisa with Kairach and next week and last week. and Constantly, the whole Sefer Bamidbar is is non-stop uh, problems and challenges. And everything that can go wrong goes wrong. He says they never listen. They're always making problems. So the Kotzkei Rebbe told them from their sins, God wrote his Torah. From your mitzvahs, a Torah will not be written. Meaning, their sins are part of the blueprint for life, the divine blueprint for life. Not to say that we emulate the spies, but it means that that's part of understanding the struggles of life, the tension of life. So even the mistake of the Miraglim is also a shtikot Torah. That itself is a lesson. And not just a lesson in what not to do. A lesson in understanding how they came to that space by appreciating their perspective even though it was a mistake and that's part of the contribution there even though their mistake is a mistake and it's rejected completely and we call it a chet and a big chet a big sin but there is a profound consideration and that's true about a lot of mistakes in life a lot of mistakes in life are not malicious a lot of mistakes we make in life sometimes are motivated by idealism but idealism is misplaced and the idealism is based on cons- misconceptions. And the idealism is often based on our own conception of where reality has to take us, or where we have to take reality, instead of understanding what our role is, what our mission is. So now he goes to the other part. So after we understand, so this is the explanation, when the Arizal says in Etzichayim, the mistake of the Miraglum is they wanted to remain in the world of Leia. They didn't want to remain in the world of Rachel. What does it mean? It seems so cryptic and Kabbalistic. What Leia? What Rachel? Leia and Rachel lived hundreds of years earlier. But Leia represents something. The Deir Hamidbar belonged to Leia. The Deir of Eretz Yisrael belonged to Rachel. Rachel. That's the Deir of Eretz Yisrael. And you can't compare Leia to Rachel. Leia was completely internal. Leia was a very, very deep person. Leia is defined by thought, meaning she's a completely internal person. Very opposite of a surface person. Completely enmeshed in her own Prnimius. Ene Leia Rakais. Rashi says Leia used to cry a lot. Leia was very, very deep. Leia's is Alma de She's the world of concealment. In Zoyar it says, Where is Leia buried? In a cave in Maras under the earth, Rachel, the other way, the tomb, the tomb of Rachel is on top of her cave He matsevas Rachel, matsevas kuras Rachel Rachel was placed on the road, and then the tomb is on top. Leah is alma She's a cave. Leah represents the subconscious, superconscious. Leah represents the subterranean cellars of the human soul. Ah, expression. Yeah. What? Nice expression. Yeah. Why she give birth to so many children? We think the opposite. Leah gives birth to a lot of children. Vayar Hashem kisnu Leah vayifta chesrachma. Hashem saw that Leah is hated, and He opened her womb. Right. So there's a tish that Chizkidim used to say. V'Rachel akara. Rachel remains barren. So this moment we're going to bring out the mile of Rachel of over leah, but there's also miles and leah. Vayar Hashem kisnu a Like we said, people don't like thinking. People love talking. They don't like thinking. How comfortable will everybody be if I stop talking and the rest of the sheer you just think? You just think. You're going to want to know, yeah? What did Rabbi Jacobson have this morning? What is he on? Right. Go to any community. Imagine a rabbi gets up in any shul this Shabbos, and he says, "Instead of me giving a sermon, I'm not going to say a word for the next 21 minutes. Everybody, just stay in your seat and think.
0: Close your eyes
1: and think. Yeah. How long do you think that rabbi is going to survive in his position? Okay. I guess that's the point you're making, right? But the people who travel to other places, this is normal. This is what people do. I was traveling the other day with somebody. and We went on a journey somewhere. And he asked me if I mind if he'll do meditation in the car. So I was afraid that on the highway he may crash. Because he was the driver, I was the passenger. But he put on one of these uh, meditation instructors. And uh, I fell asleep. It was great. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I was very tired. And he meditated. But it was very interesting. You know, you're going on the FDR. The FDR is the antithesis of thought. You know <laughs> Generally highways in New York you you know it, it, it's kill or get killed basically. It's flight or fight. The, first of all, when you enter New York City, the level of aggression goes up, you know, becomes red. You can't anymore be this flowery uh, uh, passive introspective Far Eastern transcendental meditator because you'll be thrown now you'll be thrown into the Hudson. You know, somebody's honking at you, somebody's cursing your grandmother. I mean, you have to be alert. But this this fellow just went into a beautiful meditation. It was very refreshing. So, lay is something that we have a problem with. We have a challenge with. It's How about if a rabbi were to speak
0: about these in Yanim for 15 minutes, about the unity of a Kodesh Baruch Hu and how all we're, we're all part of him etc etc and how his glory fills the world and then he says now for the next
1: five minutes let's all of us just be silent and think about and think this about this right so as long as we are in the world of words we feel more comfortable we like the world of words they are very good uh, defenses even if you say the greatest stuff but as long as' in the world of words everybody is fine the moment the Rosh Hashiva or the Magad Shia Yeshiva, tells the boys, well, I'm not giving a Shia today, we're going to sit and think, right? What, what's going to happen? One guy will take out his phone, the next guy will smirk, the next guy will take out a Danish, it's like, what are you talking about? Because it's not in their world. Exactly. Yeah. People have to be trained into this world. But it's a whole world. It's not a world that most people even know about, or are comfortable with they'll think in terms of you know they're learning and they'll start thinking but in terms of making it a process of his bainanus, it's a very new world so kisnu leia. leia by definition is somebody who's despised people don't like it yifta <laughs> ragma there's a special zgula for leia that when you go into the world of leia the womb opens up and emotions emerge children emerge Siddam used to say there was an avoidance of what's called Tracht and Chassidus. Tracht and Chassidus meant this concept of as before davening, or before learning, or different times of the day, but especially before davening or middle of davening, for a few moments to think and meditate and reflect and sit with a concept of, uh, of, of say, of Lakuta Teira or Teira Eid, or generally these ideas about... Uh, about yourself, your soul, Hashem, your relationship, the world, etc. These types of concepts that we learn about every morning. People don't like doing it, because it's hard, it's very hard. It takes a lot of inner discipline, and you have to be tuned in. But when somebody does it, the womb opens up. Leia has a lot of children. A lot of children come from it. Because there's a lot of resistance, also a lot of children come from it. Now, the generation that came out of Mitzrayim and went into the desert, they were skilled at this. This is what they did. They didn't have to go work. They didn't even have to go to the bathroom. They didn't have to iron their clothes. They didn't even have to cook meals. They literally lived in this world, but in Ganadin. They lived in a body, but as though they didn't have a body. All the pressures that we usually have from a body, we worry about health. We worry about, we're stressed out about a livelihood. We have to pay uh, mortgages. Whatever it is that we have to do, they didn't have to deal with. Not even the simple work of making breakfast for themselves, or even squeezing celery or kale to make a healthy juice. Even that they didn't have to do. Their food came from heaven, and the Gemara says, aimed by psyllus The man had no psyllus In other words, it had no, there was nothing about the man that wasn't nutritious. Every part of it could be absorbed into the body, and therefore there was no need to go to the bathroom. The reason we have to go to the bathroom is because our foods are mixed between nutrition, nutritious components, and other things that the body rejects. So therefore there's the concept of a bathroom. The man had no psoilus. It was perfect food, completely designed for the human body to be completely absorbed because it was heavenly food. So even that pressure was gone. So what did they do all day? What did they do all day? There was no kiddush club and there was no stress. The mechilta says, le'nitna ha el was given to eaters of the man. Because really it was the ideal form of learning ideal form of learning is they could be completely in his izbaididus, complete isolation, with the greatest teacher humanity has ever seen, Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? With the greatest high priest humanity has ever seen, Aaron. You literally had Moshe, Aaron and Miriam. who was the perfect trio. The perfect trio. Two brothers and a sister to keep them both in check, which she did. And uh, that was Miriam's job. She made sure Moshe Ma- Shalom bias is good. <laughs> Miriam was on top of the game, and uh, and you had these three people. They ran the show. They ran the show, Moshe Aaron and Miriam. So you couldn't have had a more perfect situation. So the Maraglim said, "You got to be crazy to leave this. You got to be absolutely insane to do anything but this. Why this is crazy, huh?" Why would they complain about the mark? Who? why they complain about everything? You want to know if this generation was so lofty, why does the Chummers describe them as such petty rabble-rousers? That's what you want to know. So every story needs explanation. But here's the story of the Miraglim. When you read the story of the Miraglim off the surface, it seems like literal bums. Just bums. No other word for that. I don't have a better word. You read the story like they're bums. You took them to this place. You're about to go into the Promised Land. They have to ruin it, right? But well, look what the Torah tells us. Maybe they were still bums, but they were deeper bums. <laughs> <So> <laughs> according to, according to what, what you just said, the Moroccan actually got a gift of staying for 39 of course. years. in the That's where you so see... They did. They, did. they, they themselves did. not, but the generation did. They did too. They, they lived for the, the thirty nine no, years. No, they died. They actually died. They died immediately? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, after exactly the date the that time the, time the Torah doesn't yeah. say I mean there's a discussion about uh-huh. it so but uh, but the, life, see, the it seems the like there's no date it says they died, died with a magei they died in some plague because uh, I'll give an interpretation long for, long for that
0: huh how long they were living during that time each person 100
1: years
0: 80 years oh you're talking
1: about peace in the desert I
0: don't know
1: I don't know, but the fact is, this is another proof that the Miraglum were not stomp rabble-rousers and troublemakers because literally what they wanted happened. Usually you don't punish somebody by doing exactly what they want. (laughs) You don't want to go to school today? I'm going to punish you. You're not going to school for 40 years. Yay! Mommy, I hate school. I hate school. I'm not going there. The teacher kills me, the principal kills me, everybody kills me. Okay, I'm punishing you. What's the punishment? 40 years you're staying home. That's exactly what I wanted. The Jews come. They say, God, we don't want to go into Echishroel. Hashem is furious. I'm going to punish you. What's the punishment? You're not going in. Awesome. (laughs) That's exactly what they wanted. They didn't want to go. Here you see right away that the types of punishments we're talking about are not regular punitive punishments. We're going to take revenge. You don't take revenge by doing exactly what he wants. That's not revenge. The point here is there was a perspective the Miraglim's generation could not appreciate Eretz Yisrael, and there was a reason they could not, because of their lofty spiritual level. D'or Dea was a de- generation of deep spiritual perception, very deep spiritual perception. Remember, it's the only generation that saw God face to face. No other generation of Jews ever saw God again. We talk about God, but we never saw. We talk about Teyda, we never saw. Nobody, not only not us, the next generation already was all tradition. It was tradition from a from a father. It was very close. But they, nobody was there. They were the only generation that knew everything. Remember this. People think you're dealing with a bunch of chayitim. They're the only generation that saw everything. at a ladas Ki Hashem Nobody ever saw after that. After that, it's all a story. A misoir, a tradition. A real story, but a story. Be'gadet to it's all telling what happened. That generation didn't tell the story. They lived the story. Remember this. So all of their entanglements have to be understood from a very sophisticated perspective. Not Stom a bunch of lowlands. So now, after we can appreciate at least a little bit their loftiness, let's see their mistake. Let's see their mistake. And the truth is, this mistake of the miraglum based on Lakota Torah is an ongoing mistake. It's not something that happened 3,000 years ago. This is still a debate in the Jewish world today. This continues to be a debate. At least it should be a debate in the Jewish world today. It continues to be. In fact, each Maimer and Lakota Torah, I don't know each, but many Maymer in Lakota have the same tension between the spies and Moshe Rabbeinu. Very, con- very commonly, if you learn enough, look at the Torah, er, generally the works of the Balatanya, you see the beginning of the mimer will often gravitate to the Shita of the Miraglam. What do I mean by that? I just mean it as an expression. What I mean by that is it invites the person into spiritual transcendence and wants the person to go there. And then the second half of the mimer, like the seesaw, yin-yang, will now ask the person to come back and go change the world. What he would call ratzoy and shayv. Ascending and returning. Yearning to melt away in oneness and then coming back to the reality of separation and fragmentation and detachment in order to change the terrain called earth. That tension is a very difficult one for somebody who takes it seriously. According to the Alter Rebbe, this is a tension inherent in every soul. There's two extremes, and we're pulled in both directions. And ultimate resolution of that tension lay in appreciating that this very tension is part of the plan, it's part of the dynamic. And both of them have truth, and both of them have validity, and both sides have significance as long as one understands the ultimate purpose. So now let's see the other side. Ach be'emes You see? Ach be'emes But really they were mistaken. Now these words themselves tell the picture. What's that? Ach be'emes He doesn't say ach they were mistaken. Be'emes Hayumutayim. What's the word be'emes? Meaning, I understand them. But truthfully, truthfully, if you're looking for emes, they made a mistake. Now that's time they made a mistake. They made a mistake that had a lot of depth to it. But the Emes, there wasn't the ultimate truth. Despite the miraglums, let's remain in the world of Leia. And all the Torah mitzvahs we'll also have, but we'll have it on a spiritual level. All mitzvahs you could do with Machshava, like Avram Avinu. Every mitzvah basically, what did, what did Avram's religion look like? It didn't look like our Yiddish guy. It was a meditative Judaism. <coughs> How did Avram observe the mitzvah of tefillin, mezuzah, shofar, sukkah, lulav? Chris Miller was physical. Matzah, actually, it also says he ate matzah. But even then, all these mitzvahs, he tuned into the energy of tefillin. We don't even know that tefillin have energy. <laughs> Maybe you know. But uh, somebody put on tefillin like a robot. You put on tefillin. You take over the tefillin. You put on tefillin. You have a. Mitzvah. All the mitzvahs, Krishna, you say Krishna, you don't say, <laughs> it's almost robotic. It's monotonous. But by Avraham nothing was robotic. Remember, he didn't have to follow anybody. <laughs> he wasn't fitting into a system. He was the system. He was an anti-system man. Right? So it was a whole different experience. It was tuning into the energy of every mitzvah and accessing it. There's a beautiful verse from the Mori re The Mori Re-Nayim of Nachim Chernobyl. He says that, it says by the Akeda, Avram sent forth his hand, he fetched a sword to slaughter his son, and the angel said, Stop, don't touch the lad. Asked him a Why does it say, Everybody knows that to take a knife, you have to use your hand. Whether you take it with his toes it seems superfluous he took the sword to slaughter we understand that you have to take your hand stretch it out and pick up the knife of course if I say you cut a piece of meat I'm saying you took your hand you stretched out your hand you took the knife and you cut the meat say you took the knife and you cut the meat we know how you take a knife so the Maurya Naim says uh, (laughs) he says Avart he says Avram Avino observed the whole Torah before it was given how did he know the Torah before it was given there was no well, the wasn't even how did he know what it is? How did he know? Where did he know it from? The pshat is, Nulani, you want to give us your interpretation?
0: <laughs>
1: the answer is a healthy there's two types of bodies. There's a healthy body, there's an unhealthy body. A completely healthy body is attuned to what its needs are, like animals. I never met a horse who says, you know, I would like to eat that ice cream in your hand, but I have a wedding next week and I really have to look good in the pictures. I never met a sheep who says, you know, can I have some potato chips, barbecue, with some ketchup on the side, and some pizza, but next week for the chasen I have to look good in the pictures. No, animals are in touch instinctively with what they need. They need grass, they need hay. We are exact opposite. We also need to eat grass. We don't have to eat anything but grass. What do they sell over there in these juice stores? Wheat 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 wheatgrass wheat for like twenty dollars. Twenty dollars an ounce, you know those wheatgrass. That's all we need to eat. We should be eating wheatgrass. But somehow there's a point in the system that says, you see that food, it'll destroy you, it's delicious. The more destructive, the more delicious. Somehow you don't have to develop an appetite for black and whites. For lettuce, you have to develop an appetite. Why is it that way? It should have been the other way around, right? For ice cream, you should have to develop an appetite. For, for, for cheesecake and lasagna, you should have to develop an appetite. It doesn't work that way. At least not for me. For kale, and I have to develop an appetite. <laughs> for barley kernels, not for cheesecake. I don't know why. Kale needs his burniness. <laughs> potato chips, I never saw anybody do his burniness. Really, I hate potato chips. Because my body needs a little bit of that in order to live for 120 years, I'm going to force myself to eat the potato chips. doesn't work that way, which is why nobody eats one potato chip. So a healthy body is in tune with what it needs, and it rejects what it doesn't need. A healthy soul is also in tune with what it needs. The 248 mitzvahs, positive and 365 negative mitzvahs, are nutrition for the soul. So Avram Avinu was so sensitive, his soul naturally gravitated to the mitzvah, just like the body gravitates to what is healthy for it. Because it senses the energy it needs, and it gravitates to it. Almost instinctively, automatically. When it comes to the Akedah, it's a mitzvah to bring up Yitzchak. But now comes the moment of slaughtering Yitzchak. That wasn't a mitzvah. God didn't want him to slaughter Yitzchak. He wanted to test him. So now when it comes to taking the sword, that's not a mitzvah. Avram thinks it's a mitzvah, but it's not a mitzvah. So his soul is not naturally gravitated. It's gravitated. So he has to almost force his hand. Take the sword. It's like you have to... There had to be a special act of taking it. Because <laughs> it's not really what Hashem wanted, and the moment He takes it, God says, "No, no, 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 no! You misunderstood. Don't touch him. Put it back down." So the Miraglim want to remain in that space where mitzvahs represent that every mitzvah is an energy, not institutionalized religion. What is the mistake? The mistake is the kavan is lasses baritz. What's lasses baritz? Lasoy some baritz. the Gemara says in Saita, kamat fullish is follow Moshe the laitzisro. Moshe prayed many prayers to enter the Holy Land. V'shalu, asked our sages, V'chilechum eperese'ah Yetzarech? What well, he was in love with the fruits of Eretz Yisrael? Answers the Gemara, lekayim es ha He was craving to observe the mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael. What does this mean? So the Balatani says, it's not just that there were cer- certain mitzvahs in Eretz Yisrael that you can't do in the desert. That's true, that's true. A lot of the mitzvahs you need the soil of Eretz Yisrael, as explained earlier. But it's much deeper than that. Moshe understood the tremendous revolution that happens through the mitzvahs when they're translated in words and in actions and in physical activities done in the land. He understood the objective of existence is to draw down the divine infinite light to puncture the vessels, not to be contained and concealed in the vessels. In other words, to be one with infinity. And this ultimate communication of the infinite you can only do through action, not through thought, which is counterintuitive. You would think that through thought you can access the infinite in a much deeper way, not through action. Action is ultimately technical. Action can even be robotic. Machshava is much more powerful. It's about consciousness. So there's an element of machshava that's necessary, but the ultimate objective is Maisa. Why? The reason is, as so we say in L'Chadaydi, on Friday night, the end of Maisa, the final action ascended first in thought. What is at the end of the equation is really the beginning of the equation. Ukemaimr, as it says in Sefer Yitzirah, one of the earliest Kabbalistic texts, Nautz Tchilosen von V'chul. The beginning is etched. Notes means Sarein The beginning is etched in the end, and the end is etched in the beginning. Beginning and end have a unique relationship, a unique connection. The simple metaphor for this is, a person dreams about a house. What's the dream house that you dream about? what the house is going to look like at the end. When do you reach that initial thought? After the house is completed, which may take 10 years. Soif connects with So you have an initial thought, what the house looks like. Then you have the second thought, the third thought, the fourth thought, that's implementing it. And then you start building and building and building. And when do you come back to that original thought? Only when it's all over. The end of mice the last phase, Allah of Chil. Here he goes even deeper, he says, This is a great principle of the Balatanya. Anything that is higher and loftier, the loftier, the higher it is, it will be manifested in something far lower. The lower it is, the more it can manifest itself in something higher. The higher it is, the deeper it is, the more lofty it is, it can only manifest itself in something very low, in something very distant. Now that would be a little counterintuitive, but that's what he's saying. The higher it is in Madrega, the higher Madrega, it's only going to come out in Dover, like he said in the earlier my previous first mimera on also, but in something lower this is the concept of what Chazal say "Die, it's enough for a wise man with a hint sometimes you need to explain things verbally but for a great wise man a remez is enough, a hint a gesture, a frown a gaze is enough a remez, a short little vart Literally it means, you don't have to elaborate, he gets it. But here he says it's much deeper. Only with Eremas, not also with Eremas, only with Eremas, meaning when you have a very profound idea, it's impossible to communicate to another person through verbal letters. Because of the great depth, words, Cannot contain this idea because of its profound depth. The idea does not allow itself to be defined and articulated and limited by the words. Not that you don't have. Not that you don't want to say it. You can't. You can't. Words are containers. Words are limiting. Words are limiting. And this is an idea that words simply can't describe. One that understands this concept understands another doesn't, doesn't you have a point? Daila Kakima Bira Mizza. Daila Khakimabriramiza. The one who doesn't understand doesn't understand. But for him he has it's good for him to know that he doesn't understand what he's talking about. The one who does understand what he's talking about he doesn't understand what he's thinking right right so we know that words are containers we know that words are limiting you'll meet somebody and you'll talk about sports or you'll talk about the weather or about politics or about some issue with money so people could talk for three four hours without interruption they never even have to pause And then you'll stop and you'll say, now tell me who you are in your deepest place. (laughs) I'd be surprised if they could talk for more than a minute. Four hours about sports and about yourself, you can't talk, even if you trust me. What happened? Now you should be able to speak for 14 hours. The answer is, words are containers. The deeper something is the more you struggle to find the words, not because you don't want to say it, but because words can't contain it. Which is why the human vocabulary is so diverse. We understood very early on that we need different alternative forms of communication. So we have language, we have words, and then we develop the language of poetry. What's the language of the poet? Why can't he just say what he wants to say? No. When you read poetry, you see he's saying things. The words themselves can't contain that richness, that depth. Then we have another language. It's deeper than the language of poetry. the language of music. Why the language of music? Why not words? Because words can't contain what this song contains. It touches a deeper truth. And then there is the deepest language. The sound of silence. Silence conveys that which even music and poetry and certainly prose and verbal communication can't contain. Why? Because it's oisis and all oisis adibra mukbo. And then there's something even deeper. He says, The words can't convey it, but he could still communicate it. How? Through a physical motion, through a physical gesture. That snap with the finger gets... And without that, you can't say it. The gaze of the eye. The tshnuah gashmas, the dibor can't contain it. Why? Because the dibor eclipses it. It boxes it in. It limits it. And therefore, the profundity is not communicated. Daila hakima hakimah It's not just the chacham doesn't need a speech. The real chachmah can't come through a speech. It has to come through remez. Eye, how can a physical gesture compare to verbal communication? Verbal communication is the method through which you convey brilliant ideas. A snap with a finger, a gaze with an eye, a gesture, a motion. Those are physical stuff. Precisely because it's so low, it's so inferior, it could contain the truest depths that the spiritual experience can't contain. So if you v- words contain a lot but they also limit and they impose their personality on the message you're trying to communicate. And therefore he tainas, he says, this is the word, that the ultimate truth of existence the source of all existence because it's so deep it's so profound, it's so high the only place it can come out is in in the lowest In a higher place it can't come out. In a higher place, that higher place will impose its own personality on it and manipulate it. Only in the most distant and lowest place, that's where the mouth of babes, that's where the whole truth could come out. The tenuah, the motion, the Remes, which is physical, it's concrete has in it something that words which are spiritual they're more nebulous, they're more heavenly they're more abstract, they're not so tangible Oys it has more than that even though they're uchnim the loftiest truths the higher something is it will come out in the remes and not through dibor dibor becomes a prison the spiritual expression becomes a prison because it channels it in a certain way and it imposes the limitation. It's in the physical bruteness that is devoid, apparently, of all substance, that paradoxically becomes the transmitter of the deepest truths, of the most profound truths. Is anybody relating to this? Yeah. I mean, this is... This is a revolutionary idea. In psychology, it was understood for many, many years that... uh, Cognitive analysis is the way to heal the soul, the way to heal the psyche. Words, thoughts, explaining the process, analyzing the process, identifying what's really, really going on, showing a picture to the person of what he or she is going through, and then healing it from within. Today they're discovering more and more the power of behavior. The power of soif maisa, of actions. Sometimes you'll have a couple going through a tremendous crisis in marriage. I'm not talking about a situation of mental illness, halila, or similar situations, addiction. Over there you're dealing with a whole different reality. I'm talking about people who, relatively speaking, are healthy. I mean, everyone is Meshuggah in their own way, but uh, I mean, you know, uh, but, but they're going through childhood. You could sit, some therapist will sit with them for eight years. We'll analyze. Your father was this, but you this. Your mother was this, but you this. Your father was this, Mela was this. But your mother, her mother was this, of oh, Mela, she's this. Her grandmother was this. And at the end of the day, it's perfect. It works perfectly. And that's why, that's how you respond, and that's why he responds, that's why she responds. All right or wrong. Love dafka, you really change something. Sometimes there'll be a behavioral change, and the husband who's an intelligent fellow, and the wife who's an intelligent is like, "That's why we paid you. That's why we paid you nine thousand dollars for le- just to tell us to uh, take a walk, <laughs> or just to tell me to say this or do that." Come on, I want to, I want to. Uh, I want the richness. I want to understand. I want to see it. Today they know the facts that sometimes behavior transforms the essence in a way that cognitive analysis will never do. Why? Because it skips through all the traps. Soif ma'iseh touches machshav No, Noot soifem betchilasa. The deepest truths of your soul can't come out in analysis or in words. Not because you don't want to, because they're too deep, they're too true, they're too real. Words box them in. You've got to get to a place that won't impose its personality on that truth. What is that? Behavior. You know why? Because it's, it's simple. Because <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> because there's nothing to it. Because it's not sophisticated. It just is what it is. Paradoxically, through behavior, you reach etzimanefesh. You reach the core of the soul through behavior one of the great chidushim of the Alter Rebbe, literally today the cutting edge of, of, of therapy work. Because generally in therapy work there's two different approaches. One approach is, what is it called, CB, uh, uh, CBT, CBT. CBT. Uh? Uh. Cognitive, the- cognitive therapy, cognitive behavioral uh, therapeutic work, which focuses very much on, even in that itself, there's, there's huge debates, and etc., there's different models, but it's all based on internal analysis and understanding. There's another focus on behavior. Acting. And huge differences between them and huge, huge in between them. What this Mimer is conveying is a third idea. Not this and not that. And that is... It's not like some argued, who cares about the internal? The main thing is behavior, and that's where it's at. What the Tireb argued was much deeper. Behavior will actually allow you to affect places that you could never affect through verbalization and through analysis that comes out in words. And even in thoughts. Why? Because they will interfere. They will create static. They will impose their personality on it. The highest, highest truths come out in the lowest, lowest places. The most distant will touch the most uh, sublime. The lowest will touch the most sublime. Only that. Because only in the Yosir Namuch can it actually come out in its full, pristine intensity without being manipulated. Without being without being... Um, what's the word I need? We should stop speaking and just start with Ramazim, right? So I'll just go like this. <laughs> without being distorted. There was a Rosh Hashiva. his name was Rav Gustman. Hmm. Rabbi ave Zaev Gustman, of Avroch. He was uh, a big gun, he wrote a svarim called Kontre Hashiurim." At 18, he was already in the Bezden of Reb Chaim Oizig Radzinski, in in and He was a real litvish shayid, a gon, a very big gon, a London And the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe invited him to be the Rosh Yeshiva of the Lubavitcher Yeshiva of Toym Chetmemem in Brooklyn in the 1940s. So one of his Talmidim told me once, and was Rabbi Yitzchak Groner, he lived in Melbourne, he passed away already, So he told me that once Rav Gustman was giving a she'er, And he can give a she'er for a few hours. So the shirurim were amazing. They were incredible shirurim in the 1940s. And he says he was giving a she'er, and he was trying to explain a svarah. And the chevri weren't getting it. They were just not getting it. And uh, he was explaining and explaining and explaining but he felt they're not conveying it. So he said in the middle, in his passion, He took his glasses and he broke them. (laughs) He took his glasses and he broke them. He says, we all understood the (laughs) Shia. Why did he break his glasses? wasn't his frustration. It wasn't (laughs) frustrated? That conveyed it. The words, (laughs) the breaking of the glasses conveyed it. Shriya yeah. Shriya Sakelam. So, uh, so th- that's the, that's the Inyan. Because there's no manipulation over there. In the simple, simple, it's so simple, there's no manipulation. So it allows space for the deepest truths. So what's the khidish of this, maimer? This the Mirayam didn't understand. There is the God that you conceptualize. That's the God of meditation, the God of thoughts, the God of emotional experiences. Now that's deep stuff, but the truth of God is articulated in the simplicity of life. What is the most simple thing of life? Physicality. There's no spirit. Doesn't seem like there's spiritual substance to it. That's why the real chiddush of Yiddishkeit is in the Maisa Mitzvahs. Physicality of it, the physicality of it. That's what the Miraglim ran away from. They're like, who needs this? The point is the the feeling, the experience, the emotion. No, 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 no. no. That's the point when you want to conceptualize God. When you want God, that comes out dafke in the soif in the earth. in the physical. The physical mitzvahs. The physical land. The physical work. That's the Vart. Let's finish the last lines here. When you want that moichin the godless, the iris should burst through, they should penetrate, they should puncture, is the word. The vessels. You can only trigger that through ma'aseh. From the notes, the beginning is etched in the end. Through the ma'aseh of ein soif of the mitzvahs, you can actually access the deepest oil in all the worlds. So, is The work with the physical reality down here, with the brute reality, with the darkness here, ultimately is the channel, it's the trigger for the Ein Soiv bursting through all the kalim on all levels, which Machshavah would never be able to do it. Machshavah couldn't access that. That's Pshat and Gemara why Moshe wanted to go on Tetzirah. Mitzvah Satlui is by it. he wanted more mitzvahs. He had a lot of mitzvahs. It was a certain reality that it could only happen in Tetzirah. This is the difference between the Miraglim and, and everybody else. So therefore... Therefore, for. one more minute. I know it's late. There's a long parenthesis now. And it continues on the first line of 76. Most of this page is a comment by the Tzemach tzedek, But the Maimur itself finishes in a few lines. That's why Yeshua and Kalev said the land is good. moid Ma'ay. Twice. Pirish base palm in generally represents the infinite. Very. But twice as connected Kenegat, Almond, Stim, and the lawyers, Galya, one represents the hidden worlds that were not revealed. Shehem Echol is the Abba, I and Kabbalah, they're known as the chambers of mother and father, Chachm and Bina. is Galya, the second Ma'id is the revealed world. Shehem Echol is the Zavinukva, the chambers of emotions and femininity of Malchus. Shebeshnei, Minei, Oilam, and both of these types of worlds, the spiritual worlds and the physical worlds, the hidden worlds and the revealed worlds, you want the the divine light, to puncture the vessels and come out without a concealment. Or the is generally in the revelation of these infinite lights. Why they Kesser Elion. is by accessing what's called in Kabbalah the Kesser, the crown, which is beyond being contained in vessels. You have the ten Spheres from Chachmat to Malchus, which are contained in vessels which represents already concealment. And then you have keser, the crown which is above it. beyond Chachma. Or in language of human experience, Chachma is the first state of consciousness, wisdom, the first flow of consciousness. And keser is already the superconscious. It's the crown above the head, meaning you can't access it within your conscious brain. It has to do with desire. Keser is associated with desire, which has to do with the essence of the eye that you can't think about the moment you think about it, it slips away. It's elusive. The core of the eye you can't define. You can't articulate it. You can't experience it consciously. That's called keser. The way you experience it is only through ratzim. Through your true desires. Through your true values. This is what it says. The word they use is Why In Kabbalah it says there's two states of Keser. The inside of Keser, the outside of Keser. One is called Chefetz, one is called Ratzin. Ratzin is the desire, and Chefetz is the pleasure in the desire. Ratzin is the desire. Chefetz is the pneumious of the desire, the pleasure that's in desire. And this doesn't have a reason. Every person has deep, deep desires, which basically represent who they are as a person. What does it mean to you to live? What does it mean to you to be a person? Some people call it today your truest values. It's not a reason. It's not based on a reason. Once it's rationalized already, it's a different level of experience. It's already a much lower and more... It's a different level of experience. This is the true, true desire that a person has, but in that itself there's what you want, and there's the oinig. There's the, what it means to you, the pleasure in it. When he says here tom, he means the pl- tom from the word taste. The taste that's in it. The taste that's in it. What does this have to do with? If you were 95 years old, as somebody once gave me a metaphor, a therapist once gave me a metaphor, if you were 95 years old, yeah, and I would ask you, what type of person, which if you're looking back at your life, somebody shows you a video of your whole life, right? they show you a different path, which path would you be proud of? Now it's hard to know because we have conflicting drives. When you're looking at the end of your life, you look back. You're 119 years old and you look at a video, you know, and you see, is this the person you would be proud of or is this the person you would be proud of? The person says, I want to leave my marriage in order to self-actualize. I want to do this in order to this. I want to, okay, I want, but, 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 but. So often it's about uh, what I want versus what everybody else wants for me, especially in these circles. But uh, when you're there, you know, it's late, late, late in life. You're 119 years old. You're almost going to be 120 tomorrow and you're going to meet Malach Michal or Malach Gavril or the moon and the sun. And you look back and you say, this is the person I cherish. This is the person I cherish. That has to do with your real values, your real ritzyness you real, and that, that is a layer for cheifetz, which is deeper. So there's Pneum Yisakesach, it's The Lashon of Yeshua and Kalev in, in the Pasuk is, Toiva Eretz Maid Moed, im Banu Hashem. Teich is the Alter Rebbe, through the Eretz, you reach Moed Moed, the true infinity, not only the level of Ratz, and the level of cheifetz, which is Pneum Yisakesach. is not Ratzin. Ratzin is the outer desire, cheifetz is what's inside the desire. Even Ratzin is higher than Chachma. But in Keser itself, there's two Pchinas. You know what you understand what I'm talking about? Okay. Go a little faster. Huh? Go a little faster. Well, I should just make with my hand a little more, so it'll be Dail Khachimabriamiza. The true pnymiyasakas, that's completely beyond vessels. It never goes into vessels. All explanations, all thoughts, all emotions are vessels. This level doesn't go into... You try to put it into a vessel, it escapes. It goes away. This is the eye that contains everything else inside of it, but you can't look at it. You want to look at it, it runs away. You can't define it. There's no kalim for it. There's no articulation for it. It's there. It's deeper than anything else, but you can't talk about it. There's no kalim. It doesn't come into kalim. This is the Pnimiya Sakesur. This is what he says. Beyond Caleb. Therefore, when you access that, over there there's no Caleb. So when that comes into the world, when that is brought into your life, the iris leave their Caleb. They're not anymore in the place of tzimtzum. And this is the source of all healing, of where there's complete integration in life. When you could connect the outer layers of your life, with that core of Ur er, which is beyond kalem this is where integration comes from. But how do you access it? Only through behavior. Through the eretz. Through the land. Through the physicality. Not through the spirituality. Because the rule of thumb is the beginning is etched in the end, and the end is etched in the beginning. And this, the Miragam didn't understand. <laughs> they understood a lot. But this Nikuda they couldn't understand. They didn't understand. This finishes. The rest is a comment of the Tzamaq tzaddik, a whole uh, pilpul in Kabbalah. said this. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you went very fast at the end. My question is, can we go over this tomorrow? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know if you have the time. Okay. hours yeah. This last nakuda you could sit on for a whole year. <laughs> actually, for know, a whole lifetime. For it's a whole lifetime. We well, okay.
0: you were typhus. Typhus giver.
1: Yes, so. <laughs> to get the to The moment yeah. you have a reason for your desire, it's not your desire anymore. I really wasn't it's your conversation with yourself, convincing yourself that you want it. Real desires have no reason. is higher than Real desires have no reason. Al has an expression, Ain Tam Real desires have no reason. Has no physical reason. Has no spiritual reason either.
0: So why? Why exist? You
1: see, you're stuck in that world. You want to know, so why do you want it, right? <laughs> this is who you want. This is who you, are. You this is who you are. You don't need a reason. This is who you are. This is what I want. Without a reason. Without a reason. You don't need a reason. The reason is the way you process it to yourself. Why do you want it? Can you explain why do you want this Rush, is who you are. In this, no this is your reality. Your reality is part of the eighth so This is your reality. Oh, man. Why is God the way He is? They were once discussing why Hashem created the world. So the says it in What was He trying to say? It's beyond the time. In lower levels of existence, there are things going to the world of logic. This is a place beyond logic. The mass the see the actual things, the physical things It's lower than It's lower. You can't compare in a marriage, analysis, conversation, communication. But maissa will change things always deeper always in a deep It's literally a little, paradox. Oh, that's that's the that's the paradox. Because it's like a paradox. In other words, it's his boneness or his boneness?
0: It's where somebody meets to. The... This, this way, is not his boneness, not, not his boneness. This. this is fakert. This is I engagement
1: with the, you you with, you engage, with the physical. Without his boneness and his boneness, mm-hmm. then, 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 you, then you could just get buried in it. That was the time of the miracle. There's nothing left to you. It's not a physical robot. That's why you need the, the Tain of the Meraglim. First you need the Tain of the Meraglim. Tain of the Meraglim is also Taira. The Maile of Izbaenim is the Mile of Izbaedim. The Ruchnias. The Gashmis is lower than Ruchnias. Once you understand that the Gashmis is lower than Ruchnias, now you have to understand the Gashmis is higher than ruchnias. So Because of them we were able to be in the uh, no Of course. And, uh, without the Meraglim we wouldn't understand You wouldn't be able to get there. No, they would be That's,
0: right.
1: Without them they would be right. Very good. This is good gezuked. Without the miraglim, they would be right. Yeah, brought us to that. That's how it is. Always, all mistakes bring you to a certain place. That's why. That's why God allows them. The mistake. That's that's, 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 that's that's part of the growth. It's not just a story. The meraglim. It's a story of life. You go through the meraglim in order to appreciate that it's a mistake. If not, you can't. They say a ma'isa. There was a yid, Reb Yaakov Mardachai, Bez he was the Rav of Poltava. Poltava is a city in Ukraine, pretty really close to Haditch. So uh, he was a big Rav, a big Chassid also, the Maharaj, the Rashab. He was uh, a Dachoy Benayit, very Dachoy There's a Nigen from him, it's called the Paltavar Nigan, very deep nigan. Paltava Rav's niggin he would have him with a Nigen. So they say about the Paltavar Rav, he slept on a bench for 30 years, he slept on a bench. Uh, I don't know if every night, probably there were some exceptions, but generally he slept on a bench. He didn't want to... He didn't want to... For refinement, for his own spiritual refinement. As a result of that, he developed some issues, and he got sick. And he got very sick, and he, he was about to die, pass away. And he said that it was a mistake. He shouldn't have done it. Why? So he said, Ain ma leged philin. One time putting on tefillin is more precious than the spiritual refinement you reach through sleeping on a bench for 30 years. That's what he said. So the Chesidim used to tell over the story. And they said, Emes, he's right. In order to say this, he had to sleep on a bench for 30 years. was <laughs> Miracle in order to <laughs> hair the mail of maizam mitzvahs, yeah. he had to have that sensitivity <laughs> 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 What? Prishtais What? still?
0: The opposite is basically in order for you to have that
1: madrig that understand that film one time film is more than 30 years you yeah. have to That itself is a sinish passion, that he could be tough as this. Lenny, you'll be the chazan for us. Yes,
0: sir. Both right.
1: With a little his bone in us before. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, 30 years. You don't want he to, he doesn't want to make years. the mistake of the Miraglam. He doesn't want to fly away. He wants to remain in mice. Grounded, yeah. Well, he wants to remain. Next week. When you look at tefillin, it's really the earth of a behemoth. This is the height of an animal. Imagine an animal on a farm, right? A bull, a cow. This is really what it is. Yeah? And this is the way to connect. It's a strange thing. Think in terms, yeah? God as a husband and you as a wife. Yeah? So you say, what's going to be the romantic experience so, you take an animal, you put the skin. Yeah, you'll write something on you'll tie it up on your head, and that's going to be the experience. Please, do me a favor. You understand the miraculous Like And the uh, deepest divacus can only happen through the weirdest things. Not we- through the. through the root. Ru- the, 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 the brutest, yeah. Because. because that. That, that physicality has everything in it, because it has nothing in it. Nothing blocks it. Nothing, it doesn't manipulate anything. You the it has all the truth. When you were, right. crazy, you were thinking about
0: all everything that.
1: else,
0: yeah, yeah. You... So Baal right the with
1: the nail. The Baal Shamsa's right with the nail. Right. I said, I think, yeah. The crown is on the nail.
0: This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyesheva.net slash donate.